0: This is Call here. And this is Jeff. Welcome on board to the Try Hard Academy where it's always better to get good rather than get wrecked. Now this uh, week's episode is about a bit of a touchy subject. Uh, specifically it's related to the usage of proxies in games. And this topic, is, ever since Magic has been around, has que- created quite a bit of a divide within players and player bases, not just at the LGS level, but even larger than that.
1: Yeah, so in this, and what we're going to talk about today is what are proxies, what is the actual legal rulings on them, what is their applications, and why are we even talking about this in the first place.
0: Exactly. So let's get into brass tacks, shall we? If you're not familiar with the term proxy as it relates to the game of magic, what we mean specifically is that it is a card that is not legal for DCI sanctioned tournament play, whether or not it's been licensed by Wizards of the Coast. Now, except in limited circumstances, and you can read this in not only the article that I've posted, or at least the quote that I've posted, but also in what they call the Magic Jar, uh, specifically the J-A-R, judging at the regular rules enforcement level, here is the specific stance that Wizards has with relation to proxies. The only exception is if a card has become damaged during the course of play in a particular event. For instance, a shuffling accident uh, bends a particular card or a drink gets spilled on a card or in the playing area. In which case, the head judge is typically responsible for issuing a proxy, proxy to that player to be used only for the duration of that event so that the player can continue playing. Now, the above quote kind of begs the question as to what this has to do with commander obviously we're not talking about modern legacy or vintage much less standard we're talking about commander the above formats that we just mentioned are constructed formats commander in the contextual sense of this situation is not per se a constructed format even okay. though there are certain construction rules that you have to follow
1: yeah so and the question the main question is Is EDH Commander a sanctionable event? And what does anything that's been stated so far do with Commander?
0: Actually, it has quite a bit to do with it uh, on both accounts. So from our research done thus far, you can not only do just a brief Google search on this, you know, just type in the Google bar, is EDH a DCI sanctionable format? What you're gonna find through some of the uh, links that we've provided, Including our own personal research is that not officially EDH is not officially a DCI sanctionable format It can however be ran as a side event as determined by the hosting LGS under the banner of what they call a casual event under the Wizards event reporter Now this is a broad grouping that's allowed by Wizards of the Coast and the DCI for the purposes of reporting their events and for issuing planeswalker points to their participants I think you only get, what, one or two Planeswalker points yeah, I that? Yeah,
1: I think it's nothing big, it's nothing major really.
0: Right. Now, rather than explain their rationale behind this, or try to even understand this, uh, yours truly decided to go ahead and put a call out to Wizards of the Coast uh, in the form of their retail support representatives. Um, and to kind of put some backdrop to this, Um, I myself have been somewhat interested in possibly opening up an LGS. So I decided to call up Wizards of the Coast not too long ago, within the last 24 to 36 hours, and talk to one of their retail support representatives. And I have included their email attached to this uh, week's article, this podcast article. Uh, And I'm going to go ahead and read a quick quote uh, from that article, which talks about that specifically. Quote. We spoke briefly about event reporting, commander event reporting, commander events for WPN retailers, as noted in our call. Commander is an available format for casual events. Additionally, while there are far fewer restrictions for casual events, and proxies are not explicitly prohibited in casual events, I would strongly discourage permitting their use in your events. There are two main reasons behind this. One. This practice does not help grow your business in the long run and may have the opposite effect. Without needing to purchase cards or packs from your business, you're missing out on potential sales. The other thing is to call out the other thing to call out is that players have not necessarily received permission to use Wizards of the Coast assets to create physical items. Close quote.
1: So, judging by the information, as you can definitely tell the, the business side, that's what we that's what we got here, is that First off, proxies don't sell cards. Number two, they also state that they have you're not received permission to use that. But there is always context and such are
0: Sure. Uh, in this situation, one of the contexts that you had mentioned is the possible perceived copyright infringements that could be construed, which can result in lawsuits if discovered and pursued by the company. And obviously the other being that you're possibly causing that LGS to have fewer sales over an extended period of time, which could possibly result in them going out of business over that period of time. So now that we figured some things out, let's get down to the meat of the matter. Bearing in mind that we are approaching this from the consumer's perspective, the player's perspective, and not necessarily the business perspective, let's address each question individually. Number one, is EDH considered a DCI sanctionable event? Answer, it is only considered a DCI sanctioned event if it's actually reported to DCI as a casual event in the Wizards Event Reporter. And this means effectively that it's up to the LGS to decide if the event is being ran as a sanctioned event and even then, it's up to the LGS really to decide whether or not they intend to follow through with allowing proxies or not. So the TLDR of this, The answer is no. Commander is not explicitly a DCI sanctionable format. Number two. What does anything that we've stated so far have to do with Commander? The answer is that in the context of the players physically playing the game, what this means to you, the player, is this. Seeing as though the likelihood of copyright infringement is highly unlikely unless you're actually selling the proxies that you're making as well.
1: Which we don't explicitly do not recommend anyway, because that's not very good. (laughs) That's
0: obviously not good for Uh, and Watsy somehow obviously finds out about it. This issue is probably not going to come up. So the takeaway from all of this is that Wizards of the Coast discourages proxies uh, because of the potential likelihood of the LGS losing potential repeat revenue. Not just counting that. Um, yes, L- uh, Wizards of the Coast does offer products in big box stores like Target, Walmart, and all that good jazz. But you don't necessarily play, you know, magic. In a Target or a Walmart. That's just not realistic. That's not
1: reasonable. Maybe if I'm cheap and I'm... <laughs> yeah, but oh, sure, if you're, <laughs> subway, right? I, yeah, <laughs> if you're sitting in the subway, right? Yeah, that's about it. If you're sitting in the
0: subway at your local Walmart, sure. I mean, yeah, I kind of yeah. get that.
1: And The thing is, though, the truth to be told is, is that always support your local LGS.
0: Above all else, where yeah. possible. I mean, Calarian Community College just you know better than we can. You know, you can't play magic at a Target or a Walmart.
1: Yeah, So basically the truth is, is that you always should support your local LGS anyway. Right.
0: Now, that all being said, my official stance, and I think I can speak for Cole here, is that here at this channel, myself and him don't personally think, however, it's reasonable for players to be forced to have to deal with the Onslaught absurd levels of price gouging that's going on. I mean, I don't know about you. Have you checked a look... Have you ever... Have you taken a look at what the price of um, Underground Sea has been going for?
1: Dang! It's like... It's like... What am I being made of here? Am I made of, like, extra limbs and legs?
0: I... I, You know... (laughs) I I just recently looked on uh, MTG Familiar... Uh, as far as uh, their pricing, because I was thinking about getting a copy of uh, a revised underground scene. I think the price was somewhere around, what, 4 450 something yeah, like that? Yeah,
1: some of the sources, like, what the?
0: I mean, you can make a car payment on that.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's ridiculous. And you know what else? And that's part of the reason why I kind of support the proxies a little bit, because it's like, I'm, I actually have a decent job, right? Mm. And with bills and other stuff in life. It's kind of rough some days. In fact, truth to me, matter of fact, is I probably spend maybe 50 bucks or less. Right. I, now, I'm a
0: little bit better off than my cohort is. I mean, I could spend somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 50 go 100 personally. But, I mean, just like you, I'm not made of money. No.
1: And, idiot, and this, and we're hyper and drilled, right? Just to go at this as hard as we can. But the problem is, is that because of the issues with the funds and all that such, of how expensive some of the stuff in competitive EDH that we want to get, we can't get at all.
0: Sure. I mean, for crying out loud, what is this, the World Series of Poker? No.
1: <laughs> are we playing for high stakes here,
0: kids? <laughs> no. You know, are we playing for a car payment, a house payment? What are we playing for, right? Uh, none of us are made of money. We've kind of beaten that issue into the ground with a dead horse, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we haven't just beaten this... So, you know, We we haven't just beaten this dead horse. We've kind of beaten the dead horse with a dead horse. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> that bludgeon brawl trick with uh, Nicol Bolas, where you turn nickel bullets into an artifact, and you put bludgeon, bludgeon brawl onto the field, and you just use the planeswalker to equip to the actual creature, and you just start beating the opponent in the face with yeah, a... Yeah, I remember with with that, that, that.
1: That was actually a pretty funny trick. I, that was pretty alert. But the thing is, though, is that... The truth is, we're talking to you as the player watching this broadcast, right? Right. What is your responses to this? What is yours? Stan. Now that's
0: all the time that we have for this episode. If you like the content that we put together so far, feel free to like and share this information with your fellow player, and we hope you tune in next time. And as always here at the Try Art Academy, it's always better to get good the than the get wrecked.